Ramble. Two households both alike in dignity and fair guilty pleasures where we lay our scene. <laughs> I'm, so- I'm shocked you didn't, Romeo, Romeo, wherefore art thou, Romeo? Wherefore art thou, welcome to guilty wow. pleasures. Wherefore art thou, welcome to guilty Where pleasures. Gang, what's up? Today we're talking about Boz Lerman's Romeo plus Juliet. To be or not to be, whether tis nobler in the mind to suffer the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune or take up arms against them to die, to sleep no more. And by a sleep we say to dream that what natural sorrows in this life may come. Uh, Miles is also whispering the words. Can I just ask a question about Shakespeare before we get into it? Hell yeah. Why? Why? why are you so goofy? Why? Uh, why? Go. Well, why did we idolize this man? I don't he wrote know. A bunch of shit. I don't know. I don't understand I am, any of I it. I am sick of it's this so dude. Okay. Flowery. Okay. All right, All right. kids. Okay. Settle like, down. I'll give you a little context. Oh. Okay. Cool. Okay. So Miles uh, was a theater. I was a theater major. Uh-huh. Now, obviously, Shakespeare is kind of like when you read it now, you're like, man, this is a slog. Or you see a bad yeah, production. Yeah, but everything of you. is based off of. You're it. like, man, this is yeah. shitty. And if you feel that way, which I I get. I don't you think should it's see me do it. Yeah, you should see and Zach your do it. Life will change. Fantastic. No, you should watch um, the uh, the priest from Fleabag, uh, yes. the actor. I don't know his name. He's an incredible Shakespearean actor. An incredible actor. Shakespearean actor. Yeah. And I find that when you watch a clip of him doing Shakespeare, you realize that it is it is human language that should not feel foreign. It should feel very like regular. Can and it- when it's spoken that way, it kind of feels like oh, this is just an elevated version of somebody talking and it's very easy to understand because it's just the emotion that's going on. That's not my question, but thank you for that. My question is, why did we choose this man to beat into every child's brain in public school? There's a couple reasons. One, uh, his stories have stood the test of time and he's written a fuck ton of them. His story structures. Let's yeah, be no, and it's, the father, I, I think it's, son, I think it's the story. king, prince. I think the it's the lovers. entire story. It's I think the entire like, story. It's the language yeah. of it too, the yeah. the poetry of it. There's also the the rumor that some people think that Shakespeare actually is an accumulation of multiple writers, and that we've just conflated into one person. I don't know if I believe that. I don't. I'm not a historian. Um, but, but why do we feel he is important to know? Because he was one of the first to do story on that scale in a way that's like. Feels still relevant. If he, if you agreed, yeah. but if you're not a theater major or someone who wants to get into literature, again, why the fuck does everyone need to know? And is your question why you should learn about the arts? No, why Shakespeare? <laughs> Kelsey wants to defund arts in school. Oh yeah, my God. I just, I think there's so. I just remember so many years of being forced to read Shakespeare in public school in Florida that I'm like. Who is this helping? That's well, uh, what's not interesting a too student. is that uh, uh, Shakespeare in school, you then are he- reading it in your stupid head, yes. and then you're hearing your classmates read it, and it's terrible. It's terrible. And what you need is really good interpretations, yeah. and that brings us to a movie like this, um. where suddenly. It comes to life. Yes. And you're like, oh, this, I mean, this movie's crazy and there's so much to talk about, but one thing you'll say is that you fucking, you feel it. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, um, this was, this movie was made for children to be shown it in school so that you don't have to read it. It's for the teacher that doesn't want you to have to read it. They, they uh, roll the TV in and they go, we're going to watch this instead. This is exactly what happened in my school. This yeah? is what happened in my drama class. Um, we basically just watched this rendition of 
Romeo and Juliet in order to prepare for the play. <gasps> I was not in the play. I just saw it. Um, but yeah, that must yeah, have yeah. been torture. Oh, that was play. the worst. <laughs> that yeah. play must terrible. have been miserable. It was worse. Imagine not getting a part and then oh. having to watch your part played by two other people. You auditioned. Jokes on oh, yeah. them. Look at you now. I mean, hey, it is what it is. On a television show, I'm acting. On a, I'm a television show, but not in Shakespearean speak because mm -hmm. I fuck that language. Fuck that language, doc. <laughs> like, okay, I'm I'm so sorry. Like, I I, I understand how beautiful it yes. sounds mm -hmm. and all of that stuff. I don't understand a word yeah. they are saying because yeah. it, like it, the context of like of of the the emotions that go, that are going on and all that stuff, but the context of human language just doesn't come across as well. If 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 what I'm saying wholly is an interpretation it's it's, it's like 50 percent of it i'm like I'm, oh i oh, could yeah, understand i, what I he track means. that oh yeah. juliet is the son he's saying she's beautiful i could understand that right. but then sometimes they just be saying shit this is this is why songs are short this is why rap songs are short <laughs> this is why everything is short because you can look up the lyrics while you're listening to the yeah. song brevity is the soul of what there it is. Yeah. Um, I sure. <laughs> yes. Agreed. Yeah. 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 Agreed. Um, I understand what that meant. Yeah. It makes me feel dumb in the same way Aww. that every time that succession goes into like business speak and you're just like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You know, a lot of this was slang that he invented. <gasps> really? So even people watching it back then were like, what are these what goofy are the words you oh, say? Okay. See, there it is. He was Shut the first. Up. <sighs> He's the first, He's the first rapper. rapper. Fuck. God man. damn it. God fucking damn it. I... British people invented Oh, no, they didn't. No, they did. Fuck, they did not. Drew. No, no false. <laughs> wow, I want to punch me. Um, can I Slick say, Rick? as a devout musical theater nerd yeah. and theater child and literature lover, I never saw this movie. That Last night was shocking. the first time. Wow. I don't know how, where, or when I never saw this. But the fact that it was Leonardo DiCaprio yeah, at his young mother. Leo. Was he of age? Yes. Can I yes. talk about? Okay. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. At his prime hotness and doing Shakespeare and doing a love story and Claire Danes. And Baz Luhrmann's goofiness. And Baz Luhrmann, whom we love. Baz Luhrmann is very goofy. He is the goo It's It's so crazy yeah. that you had never seen this, and there's so much to talk about, so let's dive the fuck into it. Yes. He's the great Gatsby, right? Yeah. Baz okay, yes. sorry. If you have never seen Romeo and Juliet, yes, it. you fucking have. You know this story. Yeah, you know what <laughs> it is. You've seen this story done a million times in a million different ways. But this is Baz Luhrmann taking the story of Romeo and Juliet and bringing it into the modern day, but keeping the classic language. Uh, I think what makes this movie special is the Baz Luhrmann-fication yes. of it. Um, honestly, I don't even need to give you the plot. I just want to dive into the opening. Mm. Because the opening of this movie... Yeah. Is I think it should be studied. If you Fear okay, if you have a memory of Romeo plus Juliet from childhood, maybe you're like me and Garrick, you watched it in school, yep. you watched it as a kid, you, you have this I mean, I remember the fish tank, but I didn't remember how this movie opens. <laughs> and it is one of the most badass, high octane, yeah. incredible it takes. Baz Luhrmann said, I know that you think that Shakespeare is stuffy and old. No, this is vibrant. This is modern. This is electric. It Ooh. is as vital now as it always has been. Ooh. And, um, and Shakespeare was meant to be a party. It was meant to feel like a party. When you went to see a performance, it's like meant to rouse people. You had the cheap seats. Uh, the, the audience <laughs> would 
pay for cheap seats uh, so you would have like the common people and they would be drunk and rowdy and it was then all the noble people were up in the the rafters among so like Shakespeare was like alive and and uh, uh, cheap seats were up close yes yeah, and it was interactive like, and, and people would be and jeering and see the whole thing sorry so so anyway the opening of this movie is like fucking Mad Max Fury Road balls to the wall just full throttle. Full throttle, full orange, full saturation. It is very full bright. Tilt, full camera, tilt. You zooms. got they I as I was watching this, I was like, this is like if Romeo and Juliet was a skateboarding video. Oh yeah. Of the nineties. <laughs> like it it just felt like that form of like thrasher video of like, you know, the, the heavy saturation. I almost thought it was filmed from a fisheye lens. That's how like nineties like it. it was. Um, it feels like a trailer for itself. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, yeah, yeah. start I with mean, this tiny TV. Mm-hmm. It's of of a news report of of in Fair Verona where we lay our scene, which is such a fun way. It's to, Venice to, Beach to take that open. Yeah, it's yeah. it's basically Venice Beach. Yeah, is it Venice Beach or is it Las Vegas or is it New York? It's I definitely not New York. York. It's not New York. I, I it felt like it felt like it was shot. In Venice, or like the style it was of Venice shot Beach, in Miami and Mexico City, in Mexico. Okay, and then but it feels mocking it feels Venice like, Beach. It feels like Venice. Yeah, it feels like um, Las Vegas as well, and like yeah. downtown and LA with the helicopters. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, yeah. it's LA rival gangs. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you have this this montage went, with like boom yeah. title of the name like uh, uh, Capulet, her father. Blank. Yeah. Freeze Montague. frame. Yeah. Freeze frame of all. And it introduces this cast of characters. And it's such a wild way to start this yeah. movie. And and that's why I thought it was in Las Vegas because of them being the, the heads of a family were Italian. Yeah. It just felt like it's like, <laughs> I, I don't know if L.A. gangs would have heads of a family being Italian. You also yeah. have the two towers yeah. for, for Montague and Capulet are across yeah. the street from each other. And it does yeah. have like a Vegas strip type approach. Yeah. Oh, it does have a lucky number Schleven type of uh, feel to it. Absolutely. Yeah. Burning Man. It's dusty. <laughs> it's it's neon lights. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's bright. It's shiny. It feels like a slot machine. Yeah, it does. It does. That's <laughs> yeah. I think it's. I think it's in Vegas slash. Okay. Uh, Miami. Yeah, sure. Why not? Let's talk about geography a little more. Yeah. It's in. Uh, I would say. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, w- one thing. I mean, this movie is so. The emotions are. It, it's both a pleasure and a guilt. The the emotions are ramped up to oh, fourteen yeah. from the opening. Everyone is screaming. Yeah. Their emotion. It's it's like they're um, uh, children on the verge of a temper tantrum. The way they're performing it sometimes. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's it's um it's almost theater like in that their expressions have to be seen from the back row. Yeah. They're lifting their eyebrows all the way up. They're turning their heads. Oh my god! Their movements are huge. huge. Their voices are projecting, and you're like, oh, Jesus! Fuck. Like you're almost kind of yeah, taken aback by the energy, which yeah. is. So let me tell you, having no idea what this was about was so fucking fun because yeah. the person I was watching it with had seen it and he was like, oh, no, you, you have no have, idea. You yeah, have no yeah, idea. Yeah. And it was the most bossiest. Bo- like I thought Moulin Rouge was as colorful, saturated, no. big. This was like taking characters from Moulin Rouge and putting them into Romeo and Juliet. Everyone's yeah. costume is to the umpteenth degree. The colors, the music, the, the singing. Like there was just so much ramped up that you're like how could how could this possibly be grounded how could this possibly make me emotional how could this possibly capture this tiny relationship and it 
it manages to do it all. Yeah. Um, I, I think we got to, I, I would love to start off on the secret gene, genius of uh, John Leguizamo. Fuck yes. He's so fucking good. Like, he's I don't, always. He's always, always good. good every time here. you see him, every time you see him, he's just like, oh, this is uh, a Leguizamo performance. Yeah. This just feels right and correct he like the way that he is cast or the way that he he fits himself into a production is always sensational he's tibble, right he's yeah. simple yeah but it's just like i don't i don't even know where to begin with him because his career spans such a long scope of time i feel like he's been famous my entire life yeah but in like, I don't think that he's a part of, like, the great conversation. And it's really disrespectful. Mm-hmm. He's always been just a little too, a yeah. little disrespected. Yes. But great for as long as we've lived. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we yeah, do yeah. Liguizamo Legacy? Do a Ligu- <laughs> yeah, Liguizamo Legacy. Add it to the sticker pack. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I do feel like he has, like, a Tucci-esque um, uh, performance, um, performance ability mm. where he can just kind of meld into a role whether whether you like him to or not it's, when it's i think fantastic. of peak johnny l this this role it, is up there for yeah. me i you have the the famous uh do you bite your thumb at me sir yeah. which i remember reading in school and be like what the fuck is going on yeah. why yes. are they biting? and in it's this an scene i feel it you know you know it's, it's you going understand on. the language they really did a good job of translating the language into action that teenagers who have zero interest in Shakespeare could talk. You're like, oh, that's what biting oh, your thumb at me is. He's just being a disrespectful ass. Yes. And they have this gas station standoff. But John Leguizamo, so I mean, you have these like young, uh, uh, these doofuses, yeah. really. I thought that um, one of the, the guys was <laughs> from Baby's Day Out. It's a different actor. <laughs> but you have not Jamie Kennedy and not yeah. Baby's Day Out yeah. in their car. And then John Leguizamo comes out mm. and he has his like, Steel, steel Metal, toe, uh, yeah. steel heel boots. Yeah. He's smoking a cigarette. The sound effects Open of him smoking, <laughs> smoking cigarettes at a gas station, <gasps> which is illegal. Bold. It's illegal. Bold. Um, yeah. The move that John Leguizamo does when the shootout starts, he drops to both of his knees, arches his back, and in one uh, oh fluid motion, God. rips his shirt oh off and God. takes out two guns. The guns are... It is the most badass so anyone's sick. ever looked. It's so yeah. sick. And then if you want to think of it in, you know, back in those days or whatever, like they're saying that the guns are swords or... Mm-hmm. or yeah, yeah, they're saying that the guns are swords. They're, they're sword nine millimeters. They're sword yeah. nine millimeters. I love which is it. Fucking hilarious. But back in that time, if somebody pulled out two fucking swords, you're like, oh, this is the baddest human yeah. of all time. <laughs> you're like, this man's crazy. This man is fucking crazy. Yeah. He doesn't have any skill or talent. He just has two swords. And he's insane. He's insane. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Uh, do you want to talk about our leads or do you want to talk about, talk about Boz? Um, uh, Boz first, because I also have a thing about Claire Danes. Okay, Ooh. great. Yeah. So, Bo- I mean, it's impossible to not talk about this movie without talking about the Boz Lerman of it all. Mm-hmm. You've mentioned the color. The pacing is 
relentless. Oh, and yeah. I mean scene to scene, but also even just in how characters move mm-hmm. across the room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He does that Looney Tune shit where like I think he almost intentionally overshoots the length of scenes mm-hmm. just so that he can later make them go ding <laughs> run across the screen a little faster it's really yeah. crazy it's so uh, like dude i was talking about this last night the way that this man can fucking shoot the fuck out of a party scene this oh, man yeah. can not only shoot energy he can shoot a drug trip like nobody's fucking business his editing which this was edited by a woman which i thought was really fucking cool mm-hmm. and the editing makes you feel like you are on drugs and mm. you're like that's what you feel like the first time you fall in love with a woman <laughs> you're like <laughs> i could be with this girl forever i feel like yeah. i'm high when i see her yeah. you feel well, he that also, in the filmmaking he also was high yeah he was on drugs he was on drugs, drugs. which was kind of makes this whole thing make sense yeah, when you're like yeah. how did they fall in love uh, so yeah, fast I mean, you're like, on, oh, drugs. on drugs has yeah. anyone ever any filmmaker ever put fireworks to better use than Butler. No, 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 because no. I, I feel like it is, I mean, maybe like the little sparks that come off of Michael Bay explosions, but I- Those are CGI'd. Yeah, yeah, true. They These are, are practical. Not, yeah, yeah, every, he does not do CGI Michael a lot. He ever? doesn't do a lot. No, not ever, but, but his explosions, like, uh, his are explosions are real. Oh, that's right. But yeah, I, um, I, do, I think that fireworks are his signature, because like, mm-hmm. if you, again, if you look at like The Great Gatsby, it's bathed in fucking- mm-hmm. Um, color, and fi- color works, fireworks, all of that shit. I'm curious your thoughts here, Garrick, because I feel like his filmmaking is unlike anything else seen in live action, and really the only corollary I can think of is in animation. Oh, I was gonna say in Speed Racer. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, which yes. is an animated film, technically. Yeah. Animated live action. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, a great yeah. point. There are, there yeah. are, there are um, firework moments in yeah, Speed Racer yeah, that abso- remind me of that. Absolutely. But it's like, it's not exactly impressionistic, but it 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 borders on it. Like, right. the way that he uses light and color and performance and pacing, it's not, he's not going for realism. I don't even know if he's going, he's going for a little real, bit for emotional yeah. realism. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's just all about ramping things up. Yeah. And that's something that you really it's typically only see in animated in films. In animation, where like animated films, a lot of the stuff is just interpreted. Let's just see like what this feeling feels like. And I am so sorry. The, the I'm bringing up a bit of like spoilers with we this. No, no, no. Not with this movie. <laughs> with uh, Cross the Spider-Verse. Oh. Um, Wait, I haven't seen it. I know you haven't seen it. But Don't I, say I'm it. I'm not going to say anything like awful. Okay. okay. But there is a scene where two characters are talking to each other and the background is changing, changing. with their emotions. Uh, yeah. And you're like, oh, fuck, this yeah. is crazy. And I feel like Boz Lerman does that it's, type of shit. It's stunning. The moment you're talking about specifically, yeah. it's like watercolors and it's, it starts dripping. Mm. And it's and twice. They do it twice. Anyway. And, and I saw that that moment was actually inspired by a moment in Cinderella mm. where uh, uh, Cinderella is being like chastised by her sisters and the color, you first watch it, you don't even uh, process it, but the color of the background Cinderella, changes. the cartoon? The cartoon wow. changes from I mean, maybe like a yellow or a green into like a, a crimson red from mm. shot to shot as she's being berated. And that's the kind of thing where like, you're not really meant to notice to it, notice it yeah. but you yeah. feel it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think love it or hate it. And there are times that I love it with Boz Lerman. There are times that I'm like, this yeah, is crazy this is and lot. too much. Yeah. Yeah. But you have to respect it. His 
his um his filmmaking style is candy. Like you, it's just so much so fucking wow, candy. Wow. And if you overdose, if you eat too much candy, you feel sick. You feel sick, and you you overdose on it, and you're like, oh my god, this is I'm I'm getting a sugar high, and now I'm getting a you sugar crash. You feel weird. You feel weird. Like if your tum tum hurts. I feel like if Boslerman got into television and it was oh. just like thirty minute chunks. Oh it would my be, god, beautiful. You, you know what reminds me? The thing that I could not get enough of, and I wanted even more was and this is with all of Boz's stuff is he set dresses the fuck oh, yeah. oh, out yeah. of his production designs like my, one of my favorite that made me feel weird that gave me a tum tum ache is the I guess it's like the Montague hangouts on the beach that's like meant to be the Venice beach yeah and it's like a rundown carnival meets Mad Max meets like Burning Man yeah party there's this giant slab of concrete that just has yeah. a hole blasted through it for yeah. no reason where they, they hang just, out they just hang you're out right there. you know i didn't even register you're right it's a fucking carnival on the beach yeah. why yes, why because it's, <laughs> it's fucking miami slash vegas slash yeah. la yeah, everything's crazy and even like even outside of that you go to the houses and you've got these sprawling estates where you it makes you feel you're back in renaissance time but you realize this is just Beverly Hills. This is just a fancy Beverly yeah. Hills home where you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. This man has such a way with dressing and, yeah. and accoutrements. It's of, rich with detail. Of, yeah, yeah the picture. Uh, we've gone too far. We must talk we about the leads it. of this film. Yeah. The titular role. Let us begin with Romeo. Thank God. Young Leo Please DiCaprio. The way that I think this man's face must have been the inspiration for Botox. Because... <laughs> His oh my face god! Is unnaturally smooth in a way that is it is genetically gifted. Let's be real. This man has nothing oh, wrong with shit. his face. I didn't even think about he that. He is so smooth. Fa ah, I didn't get uh, I didn't get enough of his face. And half of the movie is just close up of Romeo's faces. He Leonardo DiCaprio acted his motherfucking tits off. The first time I heard him say a Shakespeare line, I went, "Oh no." Oh no, come on. This can't be good. Boy, did he prove me wrong. Yeah. This man acted the best I have ever seen him act. Wow. Wow. More than better than Titanic. Fucking this book. I went, oh my God, how embarrassing to go from this to Titanic love story. <laughs> really? Embarrassing. Oh. He is screaming, crying on the ground at the sky. The his tears acted. His tears had cues. Oh, damn. He lost his fucking shit. He didn't want to be put in this position. Yeah. He didn't want to be the bad boy, but he had no choice. And he goes fucking crazy by That's the end. Hard. He's a gangster by the end, shooting at the fucking cops. This guy said a cab when he wasn't even in the game. Wow, I mean, yeah. he, he wasn't the gang. It's his family, you know. Yeah, but he wasn't. He like he was by by marriage. Yeah, he yeah, didn't yeah. want to be. In the game. In yeah. the gang, yeah. Yeah, it's it's a really good performance. And My family. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. By blood. Uh, by blood, yeah. It's a really great performance. And what struck me... So when I was a kid, watching... He, reading Romeo and Juliet, seeing uh, productions of it, and seeing like this, I always thought of Romeo as the ultimate heartthrob. Oh. And that is because of the casting. Absolutely. But what I actually think he does a good job of playing, and what I'm realizing now as I'm older... They are tempestuous children. Oh, yeah. They are idiots. Yeah. <laughs> they are, this yeah. is not love. It is limerence. Yep, there you they go. They are, Romeo, 
he is in love with another woman. Yes. When we meet him, he is so crazy about this girl, Rosalind, yeah. that he is like, I yeah. cannot live. I yeah. cannot breathe without her. And then he sees another girl. He sees Juliet. And he's like, I'm yeah. ready to die for her. <laughs> it is It is just about teenage angst. Yes. Like, this whole thing is just about teenage angst. And it really, I, this, like you were saying, this made me, this is the first uh, Romeo and Juliet production I've ever, I had ever seen. So it's yeah. just like. This okay, so this is what it's about. So this is the only way that I ever saw it was these teenage star starcross lovers this falling in love with each other. <laughs> yeah, how not to act? It's a it's cautionary like tale. Civil. Yeah, yes. it is a cautionary tale. Because think about it. Like, listen. No, it is I just because think teen about it. Who fell in love with the football star, and I was. I get it. I I've been head over heels, crying on the ground. I have nothing to live for. This is the end of my days. Mm. And I got through it. Thank fucking God. And you realize, but I can't help but say that is truly how it feels when you are a hormonal teenager thinking you're in love for the first time. This takes place over three days. Jesus. Romeo is not... Is not love goals. No. Romeo is the original MySpace boy. Yeah. He's the original Tumblr <laughs> yeah, girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Romeo original... is an emo bitch. What's yeah. the guy yeah, from yeah, you? Yeah. What's his name? Uh, um, Joe Goldberg. This is the original Joe Goldberg. Okay. He's, it's too much. It's yeah, too like, intense. The whole scene with him at the window and it's just like you know the day daylight whatever. The well, light through yonder window breaks. Window breaks. the east and Juliet, Juliet is, is the, the sun. sun. Yeah, all that stuff. All that good stuff. He's just like, oh, this is supposed to be like this beautiful scene, and then she comes down, and then he's just hiding in the fucking bushes. Yo, but that hiding pool in the vines. Scene? It was hot. This goes back to Boz. You could put that scene anywhere. Yeah. He plays a game out of the most fun, intense scene starting in water through the aquarium and then ending in water. And it's, oh. He loves getting wet. He yeah. loves it. Yeah. Romeo, we meet him. He is writing poetry Classic. in his notebook. How hot. This bitch is, he <laughs> is, he is yeah. so Right, love poetry, struck. Yeah. He, no, poetry is great. He is he is not our love goals. He is writing MCR lyrics in his away message. Damn. He is pining for for love in the worst of ways. Yeah. This is I just this is something that I need to tell myself because when I was a kid, I thought Romeo was the goal. I thought uh, you wanted to find your Juliet. No, if you ever feel like this, you fucking run. Yeah. yeah. He, it was a little. It was intense. Or, or fucking rub one out, man. I don't. I, I don't know what else to tell you. Like it, it feels like he needed the post come clarity. Uh, and he just. I'm sorry. I can't say that. Can I not? I think you can say whatever you want. Okay. I think it's. I think it's important that you say. It, okay. Eric. Cool. 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 Post nut clarity. Post come clarity. No, CC. Um, alliteration is always uh, yeah, top. Right, it's what right. Shakespeare would have wanted. Yeah, yeah. I, absolutely. It but I, 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 if it's three days and it's just like I am crazy over this person, but I had just seen R Rosaline or whatever. I was just seeing her. Yeah, just it, it, go do what you got to do and figure it out. What like, I will say that this visualization of the entire story of Romeo and Juliet pointed out a couple really huge things for me that I didn't know just by reading the text. Mm. And one is that basically Romeo says, you're going to leave me without fucking me? Mm -hmm. The first night we met? Really? Yeah. You're going to leave me unsatisfied? So unsatisfied. Yeah. So unsatisfied? And yeah. she basically goes, put a ring on it, bitch, and then we'll do it. Yeah. Put a ring on it. And yeah. I went, oh, Romeo, he's after one thing. 
There are a lot of sexual innuendos mm-hmm. in Shakespeare that, again, we didn't get as kids. Mm-hmm. There's also a, a line that I had read a million times, and it wasn't until Claire Danes read it that I was like, oh, she goes, nor any other part belonging to a man. She talking about his dick. Yeah. Because yeah. she, it's the, the what is a rose by any other name. She's talking about a name is just this. A man is this or his dick. Damn. Yeah. So let's talk about Claire Danes, our young <sighs> Juliet. All right. Claire Danes. Claire Danes. Claire Danes um, is, I believe, uh, quietly uh, one of the best actresses yes. of our generation. Um, she won an Emmy when she was 15. What? Maybe for My So Called Life. Right. Um, and then she has four, and then she won one for Homeland. She won one for another production I don't remember. Um, and then a fourth one. And I feel like in this, she is sensational, of course, as Juliet. You you see Claire Danes and you're like, why is why is she in this? Most yeah. of the time, whenever I see Claire Danes, I'm like, why the fuck is she in this? And then you yeah. get to those very, very emotional scenes. And you're, and like, you're like, oh, fuck. It's Claire Danes. I'm an idiot. That is my fault for assuming the worst of of who you are because yeah. your your star caliber isn't as or your recognizability is is not as um as high as I would assume. Like in Fleischman, where you see her oh, in that show yeah. and you're like, Why the fuck is Claire Danes in this? She's like she's the, too big. She came she's out, she's too big, star. she's a movie star, this kind of came out of nowhere, blah, blah, blah. And then you, you get to episode seven. You're like, Jesus <gasps> fucking Christ. <sighs> the best episode on TV. She's acting her ass up. She will win an Emmy again, uh, for that role. Anyway, but I do feel like seeing her in this, I had the exact same reaction. Where I was like, oh, wow, Claire Danes. That's an interesting choice for Juliet. And then you get to the ending. You get to all of these other different scenes. And she's just sensational. Every, yeah. every fucking time she gets lines, I feel like she's like, yeah, I'm going to knock this out of the park. But yes. I'm just going to go chill in my trailer for a second. But uh, just, she just know when I come She did the language out. better than anyone oh, in the course. film, I think. Of, I agree. 100%. It sounded so natural coming every, out of Every mouth. time she actually said something, I was like, oh, I understand what she's saying. Mm-hmm. I don't understand what any of these other yeah. dudes are saying. Yeah. Maybe between the two. Between the two, I like I caught most of it. But It's unbelievable the way that she's able to to not deliver subtext, text. Yeah. She's able yeah. to deliver yeah. text. Uh, to deliver yeah. text. It doesn't matter what she's saying. I feel it and I understand it. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to fast Fast forward and then we'll come back to them meeting. But there's a moment where she comes to see Fire Lawrence. Uh, she's going to ask for poison to kill herself. Mm-hmm. And she bursts through the door in this like emo beret. Yeah. Uh, she has the pilgrim yeah. collar. The yeah. outfit. It is such a outfit. funny outfit. And she's got this moody little like, I'm so sad I'm going to kill yeah. myself. Yeah. And she grabs. Do you think this movie is what started the emo phase? Whoa! Oh, <laughs> like, Romeo and Juliet evil emo as hell. Because I don't, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm thinking about like the the. This was like during the punk era, right? This is ninety six. I wish ninety six started sprung more berets on yeah. our emo kid, our yeah. scene kids. Yeah. yeah. But she ru- she comes into the room. She takes a gun to her head, yeah. and she is screaming, and that. That still frame, yeah. there's more acting in that still yeah. frame oh, than most people accomplish in their careers. Truly, it, I, I really was like, damn, Leo is showing up for this role. How could this possibly? Because she's very flowery in the beginning. It's not until she faces hardship that you get to see that emotion. I was like, yeah. how is anyone going to compete with Leo? And she fucking knocks it out of the park. She's so fucking good at this. And you're right, the outfits help. The triumph of this movie, to me, lies purely in 
they're meeting. Mm. And this is something that is so burned into my brain because we were all like discovering our bot like pu- not even teen- we were like like pr- like mid pubescent <sighs> kids watching yeah. this and they being like let you watch it happening? school yeah it is they see each other Romeo's wearing his little like knight's chain chain armor oh my she's God. got the angel wings oh they're at the party God. the fireworks are lighting up their face they spot each other from across the room Ro- I mean Romeo goes in for the kiss of me oh no actually sorry they're in the bathroom. Oh, yeah. Mm. And the fish tank. That fish tank scene. I don't know where in his mind he yeah. thought that the fish tank is the most romantic thing people can meet through. Yeah. But he's right. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but you have like the cool blue light, the I think fish was, in the foreground. I think it was foreshadowing his fate in Titanic. I think that's what it was. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Ding dong. <laughs> Please continue. It really, it, and it was a lot of straight on portrait shots, which I loved. Like, you got to see their faces just back and forth. You're just cutting over the shoulder, over the shoulder, yeah. over the shoulder. And it was so beautiful. And you're seeing every moment of them falling in love with each other without saying a single word. Here is what's so remarkable about it, too. Mm. Okay? It's perfectly shot, but it's perfectly paced and performed. Yeah. Because the movie has been 800 miles an hour, nonstop, rapid cutting, rapid performance, loud, bombastic, and now for the first time in the movie, 20-something minutes in, it stops. And time slows down. And we feel it. And what is remarkable to me, too, it's fascinating because no words are needed in that scene. The most effective moments in this movie, this this adaptation of Shakespeare, which is all about the language, the most effective moments in this movie (laughs) are silent. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty remarkable. I don't know if that's a testament to the characters that Shakespeare created. Maybe it's just the way that Baz Luhrmann's, yeah, the acting or the way that Baz Luhrmann's filmmaking has interpreted it. But there's a few moments throughout the movie where silence is uh, uh, utilized very effectively. And to me, those are the standouts. I'm I'm gonna say it is because of the context of Romeo and Juliet in general. Yeah, probably. There's like we Mm. we have those though. Like there are certain movies and and shows where. You're like, when are these two people going to meet? When are these two people going to fucking see each other? Oh, my God. They're trying to get to each other this entire time. And I think that you have that that energy and that context throughout this entire movie where you're like, I know how it's going to end. I know that this is like going to be a love whirlwind. And I am literally just pining for the fact that they are about to see each other. And then when they do, I feel like he know Boz knew that this was going to be like as big of a moment as possible. So it's just like, let me just drop all of the gimmicks, all of the act and just look at them, look at each other. I had never seen this movie, but watching it, I realized that I had seen this more in Tumblr posts Mm. going up. Like I didn't know where any of that shit was from. I thought it was from that Drew Barrymore castle movie for all I fucking knew with the angel wings and shit. And I was like, who are these gorgeous teenagers? And I was like, oh, it's such art pieces these shots of them together in the stillness in the pool in their kissing in these little quiet moments it's the most memeable most repostable uh uh aesthetic of what falling in love and being in love feels like who who do you think is more handsome brad pitt or leonardo dicaprio now or back then um 
Because I have different answers. Yeah, I know. I know. I, yeah, I I like... mean, Leo was the quintessential yeah. pretty heartthrob. boy yeah, yeah. and heartthrob. And it's funny, if you look at beauty standards for men now versus then, yeah. it shifted. He yeah. adds more of like uh, that beauty standard. You kind of see it in K-pop more than anything because yeah. um, he is soft. He is delicate. He's not like built up. No. He's not big. You Muscles. see him with a shirt off. You're yeah. like, oh, he's like a little frail boy. Yeah. But he is beautiful. Yeah. And back then, that was Brad Pitt was like Fight Club, greasy, yeah, yeah, a little yeah. rough around the edges. Yeah, and Leonardo yeah, yeah. DiCaprio was like the guy you could Smash. maybe run into in your neighborhood who was like climbing a tree that you'd fall in love with. Mm. Leo was so pretty that all the boys were also yeah straight boys were also like i mean i can yeah see it. i mean i get it can i say that i i don't want to de- deter from what we're talking about with their meeting but we have to just very quickly acknowledge our very own this is how good this movie is that we've gone this far without saying paul red's name I, oh my god paul yeah. rudd as when he popped up when he popped up i was like oh believe. my god is that fucking paul rudd it's fucking paul rudd and you know what he looks exactly, exactly the, the same, same. <laughs> he's a fucking vampire and we've been trying to prove it our entire and lives he's playing a goofy yeah, fucking yeah he's, he's still doing still. he did paul rudd he like he's, he's he had it down since what 96 we've all been just paying this man to be himself Go back and watch the scene where Romeo and Juliet have just met. They are looking at each other. Juliet is dancing with Paul Rudd. And so all of our eyes are on Claire Danes and Leo yeah. DiCaprio. But meanwhile, right behind them, Paul Rudd is doing it's his little goofy boy dance. Paul oh Rudd so hard. And oh he, he is Paul Rudding harder than anyone has ever Paul Rudded in their life. That smile life. does not leave his face for the entire movie. And he's only in a couple of scenes, but he fucking... Especially knowing who he is now. It's That's, such a fun m- watch. I, yeah, I feel like that is Paul Rudd being like, hey, I know you want to cast me as the handsome guy mm. all the time or the one that, that is not handsome enough to get the girl, but handsome enough to be uh, potentially the one to nominate it to be I, yeah yeah it's an honor to be nominated. Running. That I feel like that's his entire uh, facial vibe. But um he's like i don't give a fuck i'm going to be funny i am a funny yes. person i no matter how you you want to paint me yes. i am hilarious yes. oh you cast me to be beautiful actually i'm a goofy little bitch i'm yes. a goofy little bitch uh, he yeah. was giving he was yeah. giving nerdy hot guys i'm gonna ask it. you this point blank because i think paul rudd was a babe then yeah he's a babe now yeah. i know you're dancing with Paul Rudd. I, I kind of, I might choose Paul Rudd over Leo. Oh. In that moment, I'm, absolutely not. I, I love yeah, Paul Rudd. I would literally dancing. die for him. I would yeah, leave yeah. all of my relationships to be with him. In that moment, Leo His, is Leo's a little fuckboy. Okay, he fucking, yeah, he, that's leans what in was for hot. The, he leans in for the kiss before that's they've barely hot. even talked. Meanwhile, Paul Rudd, goofy little bitch. It's a feeling, Yeah, Zach. but he also just got, she just got like um, offered. To him, I feel like they weren't dating. Yeah, or if my parents like trying to force anyone, my parents wanted me to date. I was no. like, no, yeah, 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 absolutely. yeah, no, no. So there's so much that, to talk about in this movie that we also haven't talked about. What, what to me is one of the defining triumphs of this movie: <laughs> Harold Perrineau as Mercutio. <gasps> Oh yeah. Iconique yeah. with a yeah. capital I. I'm talking about Michael from Lost screaming yeah. Walt to his little boy. Oh, is that where he's from? Fuck I yeah, accidentally it is. said Walking Dead. No, no, Not no. Him. Put some respect on Lost's name. How dare you? 
Uh, I barely watched. I, I, you said that you thought that Leo, you thought Claire Danes. To me, <laughs> I think that Harold Perrineau gives the best performance in yeah. this movie. Yeah, 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 he yeah. brings Mercutio yeah. to life. Yeah. Actually, what are we talking about? There's a lot of really good standout just, yeah. Yeah. performances. It's just like they're they. He let them run. Like if it's if it's Mercutio, Mercutio's scene, I'm running. I'm Mercutio is dress. Cook, cooking it, it, from the fucking, moment he enters. Yeah, but can, absolutely. But can I say why he it's has fantastic. to? None of his dialogue made sense. There, if there was one person that I couldn't understand the Shakespeare <laughs> yeah, less coming from, he had to perform his. But he went, well, no one's gonna understand what my mouth is doing. Yeah. My body is going to be yeah. the performance because I, I Thank feel like God for that. Also, all of his all of his words were. It's just him being a silly Billy. I feel <laughs> like silly it's him being like this weird, like just just eccentric type of person. And if you're doing that back then, I'm sure you understand um, what what what's going in Shakespearean time. I'm sure you're you're understanding a little bit more closely what's going on because it's just like this is what like you know jesters do. This mm-hmm. is the type yeah. of um, attitude they have. Okay, cool. I have that context, and then I also I I kind of understand what's what he's being what mm-hmm. is being said, what he's saying. Um, so I I understand it a little bit more. But for us. Where it's like double confusing. It's just like yeah. I have. I don't even have the context historically. On top of the fact that this is uh, Shakespearean speak, he's a drag queen. Yeah, he's yeah. playing a drag queen. Yeah, and I think it also nods to the fact that back in those times, men often wore heels yeah, and yeah, makeup yeah. and dressed yeah, up absolutely. very what we consider feminine, especially for theater. Yeah, and so the performance he gives, where you like come out and you're like. Oh wait, what is it? Is this problematic? Like, what? Why yeah. is he like that? And then you're like, oh, I get what yeah. he's there to service, and he does it times he, ten. He's I feel f- like I feel like this performance inspired Chris Tucker in The Fifth Element. I thought about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It, he's a foil of sorts to Tybalt. Uh, you know, John Leguizamo has this like very serious, moody, uh, and Mercutio on the other side is garish and big and loud mm. and flamboyant and fun. He he busts into the movie like I mean, this movie is full of adrenaline. He is the shot of adrenaline through Uma Thurman's heart in Pulp Fiction. <laughs> yeah, this guy is. Wearing a big silver wig, uh, lipstick, a long flowy yeah. cape. Yeah. Um, uh, no, his dress was silver. His hair was black. Thanks. But the oh, wig okay. was black. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's. I just remember silver, black yeah. Yeah. lipstick, yeah. high heels, face drag queen. <laughs> yeah. He he had he presents a a pill of what we assume is ecstasy or something yeah. adjacent on his finger. He is having the time of his life. Something that I also love is that he sings. Some yes. iambic pentameter. Yes. So, like, he is, they, they interpret some Shakespeare language as a uh, uh, song that he is performing. It just, um, you know, Harold Perrineau, there, there was a big article about Lost that just came out, and he talked about, you know, feeling like he wasn't given. Uh, a fair shot as a as an actor uh, uh, as a black actor and feeling like uh, the people of color on that show both behind the scenes and on the show were not given the opportunities that they deserve yeah. mm. and watching his performance in this movie it you have to go oh systemic racism has to yeah. exist in mm-hmm. Hollywood because oh, how could someone give a performance that good mm-hmm. and not be by now a household name? Yeah, very Damn. true. Harold Perrineau has had, by all measures, a great career. 
not to the measure that his talent deserves. Absolutely. Absolutely. It he is, is unreal what uh, he does. He's undeniably talented mm-hmm. and he has been denied several times. Oh, yeah? It's it's pretty it's pretty unfortunate. I hear uh, I haven't watched From, which mm. is a new show that he's on, but I hear it is fucking awesome. Mm. Huh. So that is my uh, my pleasure for this week, a show I haven't watched. Go give, go right. support yeah, Harold because yeah, yeah. he deserves yeah. it. Yeah. He deserves it. Um, yeah, I just, every scene that he's in, I think the movie it's just the gets better. It gets yeah. fun. And that is the idea that we talked about up top that like Shakespeare's supposed to be fun. electric and fun. Yeah. And he yeah. captures that vibe. Good point. Yeah, he probably was the most Shakespeare. Besides the fact that I couldn't understand it, that makes it more Shakespearean. But you're so right that like, Anytime he came on screen, even in the spoiler alert moment where he's murdered, yeah. was so <laughs> spoiler alert for Romeo and Juliet. Well, people might have forgot like who dies, what yeah, sparks yeah. who. But like his death scene is even a hoot. Yeah. It is nothing but a scratch, a scratch, a scratch. You're just like this man is crazy. He, I, yeah. Uh, Tybalt comes in and he like he says the line like I kick my heels up at him or something. <laughs> Puts his his feet up on the table. They fight. He, uh, uh, Tibble starts beating the shit out of Romeo. Romeo was like, I have nothing but love for you. I, yeah. I, you don't, it makes it so frustrating to watch. The whole yeah. second half of this movie is so frustrating because, yeah. like, just none of it needed to happen. Yeah. Just it, like he's stuck in Shakespearean language. I'm like, Leo, just say, I'm sorry. Yeah, right. <laughs> just say, I'm sorry, and I love your cousin. Yeah. Uh, Tib, uh, Mercutio gets in the way, gets slashed Thanks, with, with uh, glass. And that line, a plague on both your houses, yeah. is a line that growing up I did not understand. When Mercutio yeah. says it, yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. fuck both, both of you, you, yep. you yeah. petty little bitches, yep. your, your quabbles, children. Yeah. your children, your childlike fighting with each other. Fuck your family, fuck your family. I'm dead because of you. Yeah. Mm. A plague on both your houses. That's when I really got the like, the nonsense of it all. Cause at the end of the day, this is a tragedy. Yep. The same way like succession is a tragedy from the start. The creators were like, this was never going to end where everyone was like, we're happy. It You keep remembering that like what's keeping these families apart is all ego. And back then there was no solving. There was no, there was no language to be using to resolve the family ego. All, like even at the death of both of their children, these families will not stop quarreling. And let's I'm talk. Sorry, about- I'm just thinking about Succession, man. Like <laughs> <laughs> that ending was bad. Anyway, uh, please continue. That <laughs> no, it was bad. Great. Fucking, okay. it hurt. It hurt my yeah. feelings. Yeah, okay, that's what. Um, yeah, but it's the continue. same way of this, where it's like yeah. we all. It led us to believe maybe something else could happen. Yeah, and, I think and- after watching this, I was like, yeah, Succession is the closest that we have to a Shakespearean play. Hundred yeah, percent. Unfo- not unfortunately, it just but is what just it is. Just for my feelings. And let's talk about the tragedy of it all because you do. Almost like with the story of um, of Eurydice's, like you watch the ending of this and you go, maybe this time, maybe this time they're going to, it's going to work. Yeah. Maybe. maybe this time it'll be different and you know it won't be. Yeah. It's but so the ending of this movie is on maybe the most frustrating that I've ever seen Romeo and Juliet be uh. because of the way that they restage it ever so slightly. So we all know the story. Juliet takes a pot poison that is going to uh, uh, make, make her, her seem dead for X hours. Uh, yeah. She's not going to have breath. She's going to be still the friar. He's real good with potions. But then you have the the worst 
mix-up in literary history <laughs> where the friar tries to send word to Romeo and it doesn't get through. And they they deal with uh, the tension really well where the friar is like, at FedEx Kinko's. <laughs> so funny. That was so funny because we've all been there being like, my package was yeah. supposed to be there by 11. Oh, it's not, what man. Yeah, I'm sorry, bro. There's a big sup over at Kinko's. Yeah, I I mean, I'm sorry that you have to deal with this, but it's out of my hands, man. And Romeo was already on the run because he had killed Tybalt, so he's coming back because his bestie, who is the brother from Bring It On, I really liked that. Jesse Bradford. I was like, "Ah, hey, honey. From Clockstoppers. Yep. (laughs) What the fuck? I I don't know. And he says, bro, your girl, she dead as hell. She killed herself with poison because you left because you were gone because you killed her cousin. She just couldn't live without you. So he rushes back without getting, uh, but but first has to get a, a shootout with all of the LAPD who is on to. the su- search for him. Have to. And Shoots at a helicopter. Yep. And takes a priest hostage for a brief moment. Love that. And then goes to the church where Juliet's body has been, quote, laid to rest. With and every candle in Verona. Every, yeah. I said, every that bitch is like, one. she wasn't wearing any hairspray. Like she would have gone up in flames. Even doing... All- <laughs> That was a very dangerous... She would have got up in flames! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway. Uh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, just the, the set design of it that. Of, it was very, very... I that, was like, if y'all don't like that many fucking candles yeah. at my funeral, I don't want it. That stuck with me for years. It was beautiful. And the neon crosses, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Literally, yeah, yeah. I want that exact copy-paste at my funeral. You got that, Guilty Wars? I want the same thing, but with uh, uh, neon stars of David. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to just... No problem. Yeah. We can make that happen. Yeah, yeah fuck and yeah. And that, honestly, you're so right, Zach, because I seen I know Romeo and Julia a thousand times over, but for some reason, I was like, she's going to wake up in time. Well, and she fucking does. <laughs> yeah. She so, so Romeo is over her body, and normally in Romeo and Juliet... He does his whole monologue. He drinks the poison. Then she wakes up. She sees him. She does like they're almost separate scenes. Yeah. yeah. And in this one, you see her fingers twitching to his touch, and you're like, "Bitch, just turn, just Leo, turn, turn right there." She's she's touching. She and opens her eyes. She opens her eyes and she smiles and oh she God. goes, "There he is." It's like it's the "There you are, Peter." Yeah. Smile. It's just <laughs> like, oh, he's right there, and she reaches out her hand to touch his face instead of just talking just clear clear just fucking just say Julia just go uh, 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 just say something but instead <laughs> she silently and as her hand goes for Romeo's face he's drinking the poison and as her hand touches his face it's too late and he turns and goes <gasps> it's the closest to an anime gasp yeah. that I've seen in a live action movie <laughs> there was no even Boz Lerman editing couldn't really fix yeah. that reaction that timing of it all because they make that moment stretch out to be five seconds long and you're bitch, just like what oh the fuck <laughs> bitch what the fuck you've been alive this whole time about to die yeah he's he about to fucking die he treats <laughs> it very sweetly yeah. I'd be pit. I'd be like, oh, I'd be, yeah. he didn't. He doesn't go. What? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's just like, ah, oh, bitch. Ah, oh, damn. I fucked so, up. Fuck. So now that we're we're at the end, <laughs> Romeo, I, Romeo goes, oh my bad. Oh shit. <laughs> damn. Oh blood. <laughs> now, now that we're at the end, um, I feel like this movie, um, if remade, flipped, oh. would have been fantastic uh, where it is back in the old times 
and it is shot still like Boslerman E, but with modern language. dialogue and modern language. Although it's just not like like now now language, but language that you can understand, understand. and, and yeah. see. Um, it would give the same emotion and feeling of Shakespeare because I feel like most of the time I was just having a hard time following along mm-hmm. with it. Um, and I'm I'm like I'm kind of thinking about it in like a almost damn near like a Tarantino esque style yeah. or like a spaghetti western type style because I keep on thinking about those very very quick zoom ins and all of that. I was I was like, oh man, this would have been pretty sick. With modern speak and with like, you with know, the, like <laughs> what is it not Little Women? Um, women talking? No, yeah, I think it is Little Women. Um, Pretty Woman. No, 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 no. The one with like Aubrey Plaza. It was like a really. It was about nuns fucking each other. Oh. Like, little hours. Or little hours. hours. Yeah, I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. That was so but it, it was just like this was very old, yeah. but the way that they were speaking was very modern. And I, I, I fucked with that style. And mm-hmm. so seeing that in, seeing this in that style would have been cool, in my opinion. I don't know that I agree or disagree, but what I love about this adaptation is that it takes something that we've felt and been told our whole life is stuffy and old and inaccessible. And it says, no, with the right emotionality, this story is timeless. This is as modern now as it's ever been. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I find... I really enjoy the the that they kept the language true, yeah. Um, because it it allowed me to feel it, yeah, and in a way that I couldn't access the the text right. when I was younger. I I think that the the just a counterpoint the the uh, suspension of disbelief is just hard for me. Mm-hmm. Like personally, like seeing people that look like me or dressed like me mm-hmm. at, at a certain point in time not sound like me is so hard to believe Mm -hmm. that if I saw the reverse of people speaking like me, but not dressed like me, I'd be like, yeah, I understand why this is happening, but I can at least follow along with it. More relatable. More relatable and more in like a, okay, I've I've heard people, I've seen people act like this. I've heard people act like this. The only thing that's that's missing me is they they don't dress like that or people don't dress like this anymore. But I know that it's in the past, so I understand. Yeah. You know? And I think that like it's a triumph in this movie, but also I think a fault of it is that their love story is so believable mm. that we forget that the tragedy of it all is supposed to be cautionary. Yeah. I, I leave this movie going like, oh, if only their families yeah. let them love each other. And it's like, that's not really it, man. It's no. like, yeah, it's their families, but also maybe if these children could like take a breath yeah. and not be so swept up in their turbulent emotions. Well, after Leo shot at the cops, <laughs> I was yeah. like, you have no, you're done. You're done. And then our homie, she, I was like, how are they going to do the dagger scene? But no, she takes his like pearl inlaid gun and the, the, the shot she takes her own temple scared the living fucking shit out of me. It was so loud. It's fucking dark. And honestly, when it was done and then the, the police chief is like, do you fucking see what you both have done? Yeah. Do you fucking get it now? I was like, this is a tragedy. Yeah. I'm not going to feel good walking away from this. Uh, we'll, we'll quickly lightning round the rest of it. I mean, you've got great performances top to bottom. Yeah, the Prince, Captain Prince, uh, he's awesome in this. I love 
the nurse. There was oh, a oh the nurse. I'm sorry. There was a choral rendition of Doves when Doves Cry. The music yeah, yeah. so funny. So yeah, fun. you little, the little choir boys singing. He's that was a real got highlight. The most yeah, 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 yeah. Baby, he's just like my like my mother. <laughs> he, that boy gets saying he was like, "What am I doing here?" Someone it, what's so funny too about the little choir boys singing is that he is killing oh, Prince. It. Like no one other yeah. than Prince maybe ever has done yeah. zero expression on no. his face. Yeah, no. None. He, because he's, he's redoing it. Yeah. He's, he's going over his I wonder own what vocals. that boy's up to now. Yeah, I hope he's doing a lot of good uh, background yeah. vocals. Y'all ready for some fun facts? Fun yeah, facts fun facts. Back. All right, I'm doing this in real time. Uh, so Leo, much like us, was not enamored with Shakespeare's writing before taking on this right. role. Oh, he said, you. quote, uh, you hear Shakespeare and you're like, oh, God, those long-winded plays that you just don't understand and have mm-hmm. no clue about. Yeah. He was turned. Okay. Oh. So, you know, it's it's, many. it's possible. It's possible to come in one way and leave another. Uh, so they filmed this in Mexico and uh, Boz and the crew had to pay a $300 ransom because one of the film's key hairdressers was kidnapped. What? Wow. Whoa. Yeah. $300? In Mexico? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Holy uh, shit. And when they gave the kidnappers money, they threw uh, uh, Aldo Signoretti, the hairdresser, out of the car, and he broke his leg. Oh, but where's the movie about that? <laughs> yeah, really fucking intense. Holy, Holy shit. shit. Also, $300 ransom, I'm like, yeah, okay. No, yeah, you're like, oh, I'll, no. I wouldn't, even, I wouldn't even report that. I'll throw it. Let me Venmo you. Yeah. It's so funny. I, I, I know it's like a classist thing to really say, but like, no. I, yeah. See, see, I'll, so. I'll throw in an extra hundred if you don't throw me out of the car. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> there, take, uh, fucking take the medical bills them. are probably more expensive. Yeah, <laughs> they definitely Fuck were. insurance, right? Cash okay, credit. Uh, so I was curious about this because during Mercutio's death, a plague on both your houses, the, the, it was like stormy weather and this crazy wind. Uh, I thought that was in post. post. <gasps> no, there was an actual hurricane. Uh, wow! And it made in Mexico. It, yeah, what is going on down there? Down the co- <laughs> Damn. Um. So the stormy weather was real, and it gave it like this super epic feel. Wow. Do you think? Do you think that they saw the stormy weather and they're like, "Let's, let's go for let's one more. Let's fucking go. Let's fucking go. Yeah. Let's shoot it. Let's shoot it. Let's well, shoot you know, this scene." I, I, was sure. like, yeah. "Yeah, let's." But he was game for it. He was like, of "Watch course. this death, y'all." Of course. So uh, they talked about Claire Danes and how great she was. Uh, Leo said that she blew her away because she just came onto set. Uh, uh, I have it right here. She came right up to me, looked me right in the eye, and just started doing lines. You know what I mean? And there was just this intense eye contact where I think with young <gasps> actors, you have a, a fear. You look away naturally, and yeah. she just locked on. The, 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 the big, I think the biggest thing with her performances is that she doesn't blink much. She's very much like a, oh, my God, look at how striking my eyes are. Uh, type of actress so it, it, yeah that makes absolute sense but uh that claire dane said that there was a spark <gasps> between her and leo There's and no they way you can fake that didn't know what to do with it so she actually ignored him on set most of the time <laughs> uh because quote it was too big for us to really accept oh wow Whoa! that's cool do you think they fucked later on in life i don't i, I mean hope. i hope so i like that idea of them just waiting 20 fucking years and they get to see each other and she's like <gasps> I haven't been able to look you in the eye for twenty years, and then they fuck. If, if you're <laughs> if you're that age and you are like living the words of Shakespeare, and you are in like you're in this movie where you know that you're gonna like kiss like right. no one's ever kissed before. I Makes sense. my heart's fluttering thinking about it. Mm. I 
I mean, we've all been in plays, except for Garrick, who did not get cast in his. <laughs> oh, um, and Reminders. and like when you are young yeah, and you, Jesus you, Christ. <laughs> What the, the fuck? <laughs> yeah, but who's on the TV show now? I know. Right? <laughs> it still fucking hurts. <laughs> this is all because I didn't get cast yes. in Romeo and Juliet. All, all your career success. This is success. all fucking spite. Yeah. Anyway, spite is a very powerful tool. Please continue. Okay. Uh, you know, I I was cast in plays where I had kiss scenes. And I was it's too. Like it's that like <laughs> the, the kiss we did not ha- like the the most bullshit fucking kiss. Yeah. I did in oh the early modern Millie. I played Millie and I, Jimmy. Yeah. And our teacher went, you guys have to hold longer. Yeah. You got to hold that kiss longer. This, and we never did. We were like, what? This is <laughs> literally shit out of a fucking movie where it's, <laughs> I mean, this is like the realistic nature of life. Um, the girl I had a crush on was playing Juliet. <gasps> so I'm just like, oh, of course I'm going to try to go out for uh, Romeo. Oh, no. Give you a little, they little, little kiss. Give you they didn't Romeo. even give me a fucking part. They didn't even give you a tree they didn't in the give me, They didn't even give me anything. Oh, Garrick, I was, at, I was so I was, sorry. I was, I was in Into the Woods. And look at you now. <laughs> Into the Woods playing a fucking nymph. No. <laughs> yeah, but look at you now. You no, get to make no, out with Sophia. Yeah, it doesn't fucking Sophia. matter. I what? wanted to make out with the crush then. <laughs> All right, let's go find her. Let's go I, see what she Hey, man, to. I get it. Yeah. I feel your pain. Anyway. Uh, finally, any Boz said that there was no one else besides Leo, no Never. one that they could possibly picture. Never. Before Claire Danes, they were eyeing Natalie Portman. No. That makes sense. Because, again, Claire Danes beats out roles. Like, she just beats out yeah. other people for roles. It is now time for us to decide, is this movie a pleasure, a guilty pleasure, or just plain guilty? I, hmm, this is tough. Yeah. Because I feel like Boz Lerman, his craft is next level. But I almost feel like, hmm. He's so Torn. I, yeah. I feel like I'm in between by two, law, so. I have to call every Boz Lerman movie a guilty pleasure. <gasps> you yeah. bite your tongue, doth, sir. I bite, I bite my you thumb bite at my you. Thumb. I bite my thumb at you. It's, I didn't know. Like, that's so crazy that this was a fucking insult back in the day. It's like, are you out of your fucking... It's like, oh, I don't care. Anyway, sorry. Please <laughs> yeah. continue. I will shoot up this gas station if <laughs> you give me the my finger. Cigarette. Uh, it's just like... There's so much good. And as you said it before, it's, it's a sugar rush. And yeah. you, your tummy hurts... I guess it is a pleasure. It's like yeah, it is it is it me, as Daddy. good as a adaptation of this can be. Yeah. Um and the style is balls to the wall. It doesn't work as often as it does work. Yeah. But when it does work, it is revelatory. It is as exciting as filmmaking can be. Um and I I think that it is absolute absolutely worth seeing because you know the story of Romeo and Juliet but yeah. this is an adaptation that really makes you feel it and it helps you understand the language um, and like if nothing else you just get these performances that are all timers yeah it's a pleasure it's worth seeing absolutely um, for me I feel like on this show our rubric has been that a guilty P equates it to we want you to see it but watch it with friends because a straight up pleasure is something you could watch alone I want to say it's a straight up pleasure where you could watch alone, but I want you to watch it with friends because this is so, so fun to watch with a crowd and like yeah. it will be better with friends. So I'm giving it a pleasure with the caveat that it's something you should watch with friends. Yeah. Okay. So this is, um, I, I, I am choosing to, oh. unfortunately, no. I'm so sorry that I'm breaking the rule. I feel like this is a guilty pleasure if 
you are, of course, a guilty pleasure to watch it with friends and all of that stuff. It's only a guilty pleasure for me personally mm -hmm. because I don't understand what's being said. <laughs> if I was more of a Shakespearean and more familiar no, with you. the works. It's not you. But I think it's a pleasure if you know Shakespeare. Shakespeare. There you go. I'm at Cordy on all things. I'm Kelsey Dare on all the things. I'm Gary Bernard on all the things. And until next time, parting is such sweet sorrow. Ah, oh, wow. good one.